Catch new episodes of Dial the Gate weekends at youtube.com slash dial the gate. And for the latest schedule, visit dialthegate.com. Welcome to episode 50 of Dial the Gate. My name is David Reed. Thank you so much for joining us. Corin Nemec is our 50th guest on Dial the Gate, and I'm very privileged to have him. So let's go ahead and bring him into the room right here. Hello, sir. So, buddy? I'm just glad that I'm only in the 50th episode and not 50 years old. <laughs> How the heck are you? I'm damn close, though. I'm damn close. You good? You keep keeping busy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying earlier, we're on uh, location scout right now for Blackwater Blues, which is a pilot presentation I'm shooting with Jason London and other people. And I said over here, you can see our director, Steve Wise, and another cast member over there. And we're at uh, going around some of the locations. Location here is gorgeous, though. I mean, if you look around, I mean, wow. it's just beautiful. That's that. That's the bridge over there that goes to Biloxi, where the casinos are. You got the fishing pier here, and then this is called Lovers Beach. This area, okay. Uh, Trade bridge right there. I mean, it's just beautiful. Wow. Love so it. you've been managing to keep yourself busy and, and sane through this whole situation. Uh, sane, I, I'd say, is not necessarily on the menu. Busy, okay. busy, busy. Busy's good. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, it's a it's a pleasure to have you. We have been going down Stargate memory lane for the past few um, uh, months here. And hopefully, going to continue to do it. But uh, we, you know, you've been involved in this in this uh, uh, franchise. You know, you were you were in it for a single season and and a guest in in five and seven. But I mean, the legacy yeah. of this show continues to resonate across time what is it being what is it like being part of this thing weird <laughs> completely unexpected like i had no i mean i mean except for the stand you know i really didn't do anything that that was necessarily like cult following con oriented you know and then when i did stargate i didn't even know cons existed yeah i had no idea and I started going to them. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like this is worldwide. I've done conventions, uh, you know, on so many continents, so many different cities, so many different countries. It's been the most amazing experience of my life. Wow. Wow. Where, how old were you when you realized that this is what you wanted to do? I mean, because you were a child actor. So, I mean, this yeah, you go way I back. 10, I was about 10 years old when I when I realized. It was when the movie Goonies came out. My dad was the assistant art director on Goonies. And, uh, and when that movie came out, I had been on sets with my dad. And I saw what goes on behind the scenes. I understood the dynamics of filming. But uh, uh, when the movie came out, I was like, I could do that. I could have that kind of fun. I could pretend I'm in a pirate movie or whatever you know what i mean and i was just that was it after that i was like i have to do it i have to do it and then miraculously uh ended up moving to los angeles within a year of that movie coming out 
and uh, started acting pretty much right away in, in acting classes and then got my first job within eight months of starting acting. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. Amazing. And still doing it. <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's one of, I mean, it's a, it's a hard industry, you know, it's, it is cutthroat and, you know, it, it, casting particularly is purely subjective, you know? No one will ever know how hard this industry, <laughs> no one knows. This industry is a nightmare, but it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. How did you get involved in Stargate? So can, can you tell us about being cast as Jonas? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was completely random. I was at uh, MGM Studios or their corporate offices auditioning for something totally different. It had nothing to do with Stargate. But the, uh, the, the casting agents for Stargate were working there, and they passed by me when I was sitting in a quad area reading over my lines for this other project. And I had read for them before in the past, and we started chatting. And at the time, I kind of had more longish hair and everything. And they're, like, talking, the, and they start saying, oh, yeah, we just got a new role for Stargate. It came up that day, the very day they saw me. The role of Jonas Quinn came up. And they're walking around, they look at me, they're like, and they start whispering, like, he kind of looks like Heath Ledger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, that could be a good thing. And then they mentioned, like, they, they said, hey, you know, we're casting a new role for Stargate, this new character and all that. Would you be interested? Obviously, I said yes. Uh, so all I had to do was send over my reels, my demo reels up to Canada. And they looked at him and said, he's good enough. He's and good I, enough. You know, <laughs> it's, it's Hollywood. This is true. <laughs> Corin, I got to ask, did you know what you were walking into um, coming in after after Michael left as far as the, the, the fan response? No, not a clue. Because uh, uh, the original Stargate was on Showtime for five years. Right. I didn't have Showtime. Yeah. So I one never guess, one, one guest spot uh, yeah, in Meridian was on Showtime. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't I didn't know anything about the show except for seeing the posters on bus stops and buses and billboards. That's as much as I knew about the show. And I love the original film. Like the original Stargate film, one of my faves. Love it. So I got into it. I had no idea what the, you know, like I said about the conventions and all that, not a clue. I was shocked. And then uh, when I took over the role of, of, of uh, Jonas Quinn replacing Michael Shanks, I got so much hate mail, <laughs> so much hate mail. The first like, like month and a half of the show. And then it shifted and I got apology letters from people who <laughs> yeah they sent me hate mail saying oh hey you're taking over my and then i get a letter back they're like i'm so sorry we love you as jonas you're actually a great choice to replace him my apologies for being a jerk or whatever you know so uh, that was nice because some of the letters i was like am i about to be killed <laughs> i was like people are bird? very very um Serious about? Well, I thought I was getting Arkansas. Yeah, no, absolutely. Am I actually? I feel like Harold Louder. They think I'm Harold. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't totally. blow anybody up. Yeah, totally. totally. Man, 
Well, what a what a ride! And at some point, I'd love to have you back for like a longer conversation about that year's journey. But I have, I have, yeah, um, we should do that. I sure. have some fans uh, that have submitted some questions for you, awesome. and I want to give. Do it. Yes, Akos wants to know what's the single thing you're most proud of about that about that journey, about your Stargate journey. Ooh, honestly, I'd say that. Uh... Being a part of such an epic sci-fi series and branded show, I didn't know until way after, you know, just how big of a deal it was that I got to be on that show as a series regular. That's when I was like, wow, I was part of something big, you know. It didn't hit me at first, but later on it did. Yeah, it's... uh... It's a franchise that, and I said this earlier today in the previous interview, gets reinterpreted by every generation that watches it. Not necessarily completely differently, but they all find something in it for them. And that's why I think yeah, one exactly. of the cool things about sci-fi is that it gets it it uh, it blooms, it's it's yeah, timeless. blooms with every generation. Uh, oh, Teresa right. wanted to know what it was like working with Dean Stockwell. Oh, my God, Dean. I worked with Dean Stockwell on the movie Tucker, my first film I ever did. He played um, – uh, who created the uh, the Grey Goose, the uh, the big plane? Oh, uh, was uh, was it um, uh, uh, Hughes, Howard Hughes? Howard Hughes, yeah. Okay. So he played Howard Hughes in Tucker. Oh, did and I know I had that. A scene with me. It was me, Jeff Bridges, and him wow. doing a scene. And he's so short that they had it. You know what apple boxes are? Right. Apple boxes, like these square boxes they use in the film business to like stack things up or whatever. And they had to do an entire like, like line of apple boxes for him. (laughs) So he could do a walk. Because he's supposed to be, because Howard Hughes was really tall. Yeah. And and Jeff Bridges is like six fucking two. Sorry for the French. No, you're okay. He's six two. And, and so he was like so much shorter. And so they had to build this whole thing, this walkway of him. So he could be looking as tall or taller than Jeff. But what was funny about it, if you ever go, go back and watch the movie, you'll notice that his waistline is way too high for as tall as he looks. <laughs> like, like, does this guy have like six foot long legs and like a, a three foot torso? Like, what is it? But so that was the first time I worked with him. And uh, to work with him again on Stargate was amazing. I mean, he, you know, it was just so great to, to re and, you know, reintroduce myself to him. We had great character scenes together, amazing actor, amazing guy. And, uh, and, 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 and a legend to me in the film business. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I mean, another child actor, you know, who has made a tremendous success of his, of his life. I mean, he's a Cylon for crying out loud, you know, quantum leap. (laughs) You know, I know. No, Quantum Leap was amazing. Forget Quantum about Leap it. Was amazing, absolutely. Michael May wanted to know. Um, you you worked with Rick, Amanda, uh, Christopher for a full season. Any special memories? Oh, with- oh, Chris- uh, uh, Christopher Farting Judge. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. Any any positive uh, memories or special memories uh, working working with that uh, group of people? 100 percent every every memory was positive it was just see i didn't know that chris judge liked the fart before scenes until i got on set 
So he had this joke he would do. And he'd wait and they'd say, okay, roll sound, roll camera. And just before they called action, he would go, and just rip a massive fart. And then he'd say, action. And you're like, (laughs) he just farted. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I'm supposed to do my lines. Yeah, so I learned early on, don't stage myself behind Chris Judge. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead serious. Or if the stage direction says, I was like, I'm not going there. I know what he's going to do. The the first two episodes, I kept being behind him, and I'm like, yo, that's not cool. So after that, I was like, how about if I'm on this side of tapping or that side of Rick? Not behind Chris, please. (laughs) (laughs) This is Chris's way of saying, welcome to the show. Totally, totally. (laughs) What was it? Uh, that was the first season where Rick had a reduced schedule. What was it like working with him uh, and his energy and also working around his schedule? Who? Richard Dean Anderson. Oh, Rick? Yeah, he had a tight schedule at that point and uh, was, uh, you know, trying to spend more time with his daughter mm-hmm. and do that kind of thing. So they would basically bring him in like three days a week. Uh, and shoot out all his stuff. So scheduling-wise, it was a little complex. But Richard Dean Anderson is one of the coolest dudes you ever met. He is as jaded. I can't hear you. Oh, I lost you. Still can't hear you. One more time. There you go. Yeah, no, no, no. Somebody, yeah, somebody just tried to call in. Oh, sorry. sorry. So Rick, Rick is. No, I, was saying, I was saying as as sarcastic and as as like a jaded as he is as the character. Same way in real life. <laughs> exact same way, but hilarious. The nicest guy ever. So approachable, very kind, but jaded and sarcastic in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> what about Amanda? Oh my God! Come on, Amanda Tapping. I mean, yeah. like if 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 the if the heavens sent down an angel and told her she should be an actor, that's Amanda Tapping. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Reese wanted to know if you, you had yeah, most giving, most kindest, most attentive you could ever imagine. And not only that, you know all all the all the uh, techno babble, techno babble she had to do. She memorized that stuff to a T. We're talking one take, print, done, moving on. It was incredible. She's amazing. Was it uh, – you had a fair bit of that yourself. Not so much technobabble, but a lot of uh, research, you know, archaeological-related yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. you, was that difficult to keep up with? Was, was that – uh, no, no. I mean, you know, just like her, I'm a pro. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna do my at home rehearsals. Um, I, I mean, everybody has has a different technique about memorizing lines and all that. My main thing is to memorize what is the point of the scene. When I understand what is the the whole point of the scene, the dialogue for me just suddenly comes naturally. You know, because I have to say this to get to that point. You know what I mean? Well, that makes so sense. Uh, you know, I, I, I do spend a lot of time, you know, memorizing, but I use the uh, the Shakespearean technique where you just do one line at a time. You memorize the first line. If you have a paragraph, you start with the first line. 
Memorize it, get it down. Then add the second line. Memorize the two together. Then add the third line. Memorize those three together. And you keep going like that until you get to the end. And it's like clockwork. Wow. I don't know, man. <laughs> so you, you, you guys, you know, the, the muscles that you have to have in your brains in order to pull some of, some of this dialogue off, just pages and pages of stuff at any given day. That's something that you, you, know, you can lose over time if you're not working it. But That's true. What an, ex- what an experience about this uh, being, being on this project. Uh, would you be willing to come back to the, the fourth series? Alaskan Ballistics wants to know, because uh, Brad Wright is trying to get a fourth series off the ground. Would you be willing to return? Listen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A, because Brad Wright, yeah. great guy. Great guy to work with. Great guy to, great guy to work for. I mean, just a fantastic, uh, very professional, amazing writer, amazing creator. Uh, of course I would. I don't think that they're trying to bring too many people from the old cast into it. But from what I've heard... But uh, if that offer came through, New York second. Fantastic. That's great. Man, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we'll, once uh, conventions, uh, in-person conventions come back, we'll be able to see you at a gate con or something like that real soon. And it's... Well, Pensacon. It's... Pensacon in Lake May. Okay. What, what, Pensacon? Yeah, in Pensacola, Florida. Okay. All right. Great convention. Huge convention. Really? I have family there. I might have to go. We'll have to see about that. Come. All right. Yeah, come on. Oh, listen, I'll get you free passes. <laughs> we may I make will. that happen. Come to the table. Come to the table. You hang out on my table. We can, do an, uh, we can do a candid interview there, and I can hook you up with other actors or other people there if you want to catch some, you know, sideline little bits and pieces. I'll send you a text. You better. Corin, this has been a pleasure. And you get back to work. I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up on this Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah. We're over here working right now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you never know. You're going to – corn on set. You know, <laughs> I know, I know you're, you're – um, It's location uh, scouting. We're not filming today. I know. I know you're location scouting. I'm kidding. But I appreciate yeah. your time, man. And uh, we'll have you back Anytime. soon. You bet. I hope so. Be well. Take care of yourself. Love you, buddy. God Love bless you, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers. Corin Nemec, everyone. He is on location today, and we're going to uh, be looking at uh, having him back here in the uh, very near future. So I appreciate uh, his accommodating us for his for his schedule. We have a giveaway for the month of February, and this is an actual Stargate Atlantis prop. If you would like this prop, what you need to do is this. So Dial the Gate um, is partnering with Empire Movie Props to give away this piece of the Pegasus Dial Home device from the Atlantis episode Phantoms. So to enter to win, you need to use a desktop or a laptop computer and visit dialthegate.com. Scroll down to submit trivia questions. Your trivia may be used in a future episode of Dial the Gate, either for our monthly trivia night or for a special guest to ask me in a round of trivia. There are three slots for trivia, one easy, one medium, and one hard. Only one needs to be filled in, but you're more than welcome to submit up to three. Please note the submission form does not currently work on mobile devices. Your trivia must be received before March the 1st. 
If you're the lucky winner, I will be notifying you via your email after the start of the new year to get your address. Big thanks to Empire Movie Props for making this item available to a member of our audience. And Dial the Gate is brought to you every week for free, and we do appreciate you watching. But if you want to support the show further, buy yourself some of our themed swag. We're now offering t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, and hoodies for all ages in a variety of sizes and colors at Redbubble. We currently offer four themed designs and hope to add more in the future. The word cloud designs have both a solid background or a transparent background option so that you have some flexibility between choosing a light or dark color. You just go through the menu and find which kind. They're all in parentheses as to as to what kind it is. Like in these photos here, the the one the white uh background is on the right and like this one with this gal's shirt that's and his shirt those that's actually with um a non-white uh background around the uh, uh around the words so um you can visit dialthegate.redbubble.com and thank you for your support and if you like what you've seen in this episode I would appreciate it if you click the like button. It really makes a difference with YouTube's algorithm and will definitely help the show grow its audience. Please also consider sharing this video with a Stargate friend. And if you want to get notified about future episodes, click the subscribe icon. If you plan to watch live, I recommend giving the bell icon a click so you'll be the first to know of any schedule changes. That's all that we have for this episode. I know it was an abbreviated show, but we wanted to get you Corin, and I wanted Corin for the 50th anyway, so I really appreciate his accommodation. Next weekend, we have uh, Kate Hewlett, a pre-recorded episode with her that I uh, recorded last week, and uh, that's going to be at 1 p.m. Pacific time on Valentine's Day, February the 14th. She has a special announcement in that episode as well. It's a personal announcement. That's all I'm going to say. So come uh, by for that episode. And thanks to everyone who submitted their questions for that. There was a number of questions uh, submitted for that episode. It means a lot. Richard from Empire Movie Props, the uh, the company that's bringing us our giveaway this month, EmpireMovieProps.com. They will, he will be uh, joining us at 3 p.m. Pacific time for an interview as well to discuss his company. And that's what's coming up uh, this coming weekend. That's all I've got for you. I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks to uh, my moderating team. Absolutely amazing people. Summer, I, I don't know what I'd uh, do without without her on the team. She's she's corrals and wrangles everybody and makes the schedule happen. And uh, Linda Fury, Gate Gabber. These, these two are um, my absolute right hand. And I appreciate everything that they do. Uh, Jen uh, Kirby, Ian, Tracy, Keith, Jeremy, Reese. My mod team, thank you guys so much for making another week uh, possible. We'll see you on the other side next weekend. I'm David Reed. Thanks for watching Dial the Gate. Dial the Gate is hosted and executive produced by David Reed. The producer is Darren Sumner. Co-produced by Linda Fury. The composer is Neil Acri. Animations by Bryce Ors. The production assistant is Jennifer Kirby. Moderators include Summer Roy, Keith Homel, Tracy Noller, Jeremy Heiner, Reese M., and Anthony Rowling. Logo design by Deborah J. Bell. Additional effects by Thomas Tots, with contributions by model makers Chris Baker, Stephen Barr, Kevin Zabo, and Tom Paris. The archivists are Linda Fury, Zachary Adams, and Fred Eric Marcoux. For general inquiries for submissions, please contact us at dialthegateshow at gmail.com. Visit our website for the upcoming schedule, as well as an archive of our past episodes, at dialthegate.com.